say, apart from like seeing neighbours in the street, I haven't seen anyone that's not my family that I'm living with at the moment for goodness knows how since pre-Christmas. Like it's been oh, it's been it's been a long while. Like all, none of my friends live in this city anymore, so I literally bar my family don't don't really know anyone. Lexi doesn't have any friends. If I'm... you live in Portsmouth, people, <laughs> if you live in Portsmouth, go and find Lexi. She needs friends. Yeah, it's fine. I'm heading back to London, so I'll um I'll be in a flat with a new face for who knows how many months. Oh, oh golly. Oh golly. But we continue. Oh golly, indeed. Oh, how well, are you sorry. doing? Oh, I'm good. I was just going to say I um it was Sarah's turn to cook tonight. I say Sarah's oh. turn. She's just generally a better cook than me, but I do I do make? cook now and again. Well, we had some kind of I want to say like pulses because it wasn't rice and it wasn't like quinoa. It was like some kind of combination thing. I literally had this conversation with my dad yesterday about Fantastic. what is a pulse. <laughs> what is a pulse? I don't know. Some kind of grain wheat thing uh, with halloumi and sweet chili sauce and roasted peppers. And it was, it was good. Delicious. Um, so, James, here we are. In week, what is this? Week five or week six? Week six. This is week, week six. six of season the last one. two. All of the numbers that my brain just can't quite compute. And um, it'd be great to to hear what it is that that we're going to examine today. That we're going to deep dive. Today we're going to be thinking about the topic of happiness. Um, and as with all the other episodes that we've been uh, going through this season, we've been looking at battlegrounds of the heart. Uh, and we're finishing with happiness because it feels like the pursuit of happiness almost underpins everything else that we've talked about. We kind of talked about the other topics that we've uh, had on the on on the podcast as almost like building blocks. But this one kind of it feels like happiness sits above all these, where uh, we all, you know, to all intents and purposes, want to live a happy life, don't we? We want we want to experience happiness um we don't want to be miserable um but i think again the pursuit of happiness can trip us up and lead us down paths that that take us away from god rather than towards god uh, and so uh, in this episode we're going to think about what the difference is between happiness and joy and uh joy to me anyway is a far more biblical theme than happiness although i'm sure there are helpful distinctions and helpful definitions of what happiness can be but i think we're gonna we're gonna define happiness and joy uh we're gonna think about why it's a battleground of the heart what are the things that trip us up um what does god say about joy particularly and how we choose joy and how we delight in god and he delights in us and then think about finally how do we practically live out joy in our lives so that is where we're going um in this session and uh to kick us off lex why don't you help us just to think about what the difference is in your mind between happiness and joy yes so happiness and joy um here when when we're chatting about happiness i think it's good to consider it as being a sort of more transient um emotion so it can sort of be on a range of feelings from the sort of trivial pleasure that 
is derived from I don't know a certain circumstance through to um, an experience of bliss or some sort of of contentment but when when we're speaking about joy by comparison we're speaking of something more substantial um, and something more more durable it's a feeling which lasts rather than something that sort of comes in the moment and then is lost when the next horizon and thing approaches that that promises us a sense of fulfillment or or satisfaction um if that makes sense yeah i mean i think you know i guess another way of putting it is is that it feels like happiness is very is tends to be quite self-centered and joy tends to be other centered yeah, a hundred percent. So James, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're gonna have a look at John right now, which has a come lot to say. To, come, with, <laughs> come with me for a journey to John. Well, what I was also thinking, just side note, so was um, how we always want to unpack the scripture, don't we? We're, yeah. we're all we're all about unpacking. Um, yeah, yeah, it's our favorite go-to word. Yeah, I feel like in the '80s it was unlock, like. Um, unlock the scriptures now we're kind of into the unpacking who knows what it will be in 20 years time Um, (laughs) unhinging (laughs) I don't know unhinging the bible together anyway (laughs) let's unpack unlock unhinge the scriptures together by going to John chapter 15 Mm -hmm. uh, because um, what we find is Jesus uh, really in the last last moments really of with his time with the disciples before he uh, is arrested and crucified, he uh, we read some of his final teachings. Which anything that you know, I mean, anything that Jesus says is important. But you feel like there is extra significance when he knows what is about to happen, and he is essentially communicating his last final words, as it were, to these group of followers who have been with him for three years have seen all that he's done and I wonder what you would expect him to say in these final moments I wonder what you would expect him to say what what perhaps for Jesus was the most important thing that could be could be said you you know you could you could argue that perhaps they were expecting him to talk about signs and wonders and going out and preaching the gospel and casting out demons and uh, seeing the kingdom of God advance and all those things. But in in John chapter 15, we see something different, perhaps a bit surprising, in which uh, Jesus talks about the relationship that these disciples, these followers are to have with God and with each other. And I think what Jesus talks about here touches really clearly on this this uh, theme of joy. Uh, So I just want to pick it up in verse 9 and read through to verse 12. And so this is Jesus speaking, and he says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Uh, I mean, just stop there for a second. That is just an extraordinary statement, just first of all. As the Father has loved me, as the Father has loved his own Son, so I have loved you. The same love that the Father has for Jesus, Jesus has for us, it's just an incredible thing to wrap your head around. And then it, it's almost like he brings in this command now, now remain in my love. So there's an action there for us. He's saying there's something that for you to do, that that, that there's, a, there's a way of remaining in the love of God. And then in verse 10, it says, if you keep my commands, 
you will remain in my love. So he, he then gives us the way in which we're to do it. We're to follow his commands. We're to, to obey him. We're to trust him. Just as I've kept my father's commands and remain in his love. And then, he, and then he gives us the reason why. He says, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Uh, so we learn a few things in verse 11 as well. Firstly, that Jesus experiences joy himself, for he's the most joyful person that ever walked this planet, um, and that he has placed his joy in us so that that has implications for us then as believers as christians as followers of jesus that we are to be filled with the joy of the lord the the joy of jesus is to to live in us and that should affect us that should have implications for how we live uh, and by by that joy being in us uh that that our joy would be complete by delighting in him by following his commands, by trusting in him, by remaining in his love, that our joy would be complete. And then his final command in verse 12 was in this little passage, my command is to love each other as I have loved you. Mm. Um, I just think they're wonderful verses and they're, they're intimate and they're personal and they're all about relationship and they are about God's love for us and him delighting in us and in that we delight in him. And there's this kind of circular relational movement uh, going on. Um, mm. And uh, I, I just think that, I just think that's a wonderful uh, yeah. picture for us to, to, to think about the idea that God has placed his joy in us and that our joy would be complete mm. when we remain in his love. Yeah. And there's like such a liberation to that that I think I definitely don't see in this sort of pursuit of happiness in in the culture at large. I like actually my my experience and I don't know, Jane, I can't speak for you, but I'm assuming yours too, is that it, it can be so suffocating, this pursuit of happiness that that we're sort of told that we need to run after. I mean, it's it's in pop culture everywhere. Beyonce said it, like what's the line from her classic song? It's like my only my aspiration in life it would be to be happy or something. And Audrey Hepburn said something similar along the lines of like, all that matters is is to be happy. So like we're told from the get go that um, happiness is the end goal. Mm. And then we're just kind of set loose with these loose ideas of, of, of what we need in order to, to get there. And so it, it just becomes a sort of endless craving pursuit where we're always going for, I don't know, the next best night out or, to meet the next person that I don't know heightens our experience to a certain way like the next pleasure the next boyfriend girlfriend the the next achievement um and every time we kind of get to that hillside or every time we get to that person we sort of discover afresh that we're chasing after this thing that is ever evolving and mm-hmm. uh, it was David Foster Wallace that said this thing once more he was like we're all lonely for something that we don't know we're lonely for and I think that also sort of feeds back into what you're saying which is every single person on this planet is is in pursuit of 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 something and um and what you've said so well and the kind of liberation that we've seen from what the bible offers and what Jesus offers us here is that our our joy is not found in this unattainable it it's not in this elusive thing that's sort of floating around our peripheral vision is kind of like a misty quality that we can't can't quite grasp our joy is found 
in a, in a relationship you know it's not an it it's it's a who it's a it's a him um and and in that place that's where we find that unfading joy you know it's not like mm. a flower that you put on your windowsill and there's a hot day and it just sort of wilts and, and and flops over like it that can't happen to it it's like we said way back at the start in the episode on on money this is something that can't be stolen this is something that can't be destroyed because it's not in a physical place it's in that sort of place in which god um inhabits um and that is that is the unrelenting happiness that i think we are that we are pursuing and that can be found and that is there to be found it's not some sort of weird maze that we're set off into it, it is very much here and it is very much um and it's very much attainable for us now yeah and i think like also it it, it triggers the thought in my mind just as you were speaking which is that um everything that's being created is finite mm. and therefore created things ability to satisfy you not just in your own life but for eternity is impossible because it's finite it doesn't have the ability to satisfy you no whereas god is infinite god is limitless god is self-existent he is the origin and sustainer of all creation there is no beginning or end to god and therefore it is only in god that you can be eternally satisfied and find mm -hmm. eternal happiness if you want to call it or or joy and so uh that's why it's so important to recognize what we are attaching our joy mm. or our happiness too because if we place it on things that will be finite it just runs out it's that fleeting emotion of of happiness but it runs out because created things do run out they are finite they are limited in what they can provide for us whereas there's a limitless god mm. uh, in christ who offers us limitless joy limitless freedom and he gives it to us freely. It's a gift of grace that he offers. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to live a perfect life. He offers it to us freely and we mm. receive it by faith. I just think that is magnificent. It is incredible that we receive eternal joy, eternal life as a gift from God. Uh, he's so open-handed with us in that. And, and the invitation then is to abide in that. He's like, why would you ever want to step outside of this? <laughs> why would you ever want to leave my love when you can experience joy in all its fullness? Why would you ever want to leave it remain in me? And and he talks about that earlier on in, in John chapter 15 about the vine and the branches and uh, such a helpful picture. Um, George Muller, who is a hero of, of many, and particularly if you live in Bristol, you'll know something of George Muller's story about setting up uh, orphanages in Bristol. And uh, yeah, if you don't know anything about George Muller, go and go and check him out. Just even just for the stories, they're just absolutely mega. And his, his prayer life was amazing and saw so many incredible things happen and God providing for him. And he had this, he had this quote, he said this, he said, the first great and primary business to which I ought to attend every day is to have my soul happy in the Lord. Um, and I think that's where that's where perhaps there's some blurred lines between happiness and joy. But I think that the the uh the idea behind it is the same, which is is that he he directed his 
attention, his worship, his joy, his happiness, and fixed it on God. Uh, and it was a daily routine, a daily discipline of probably what you were describing, Lexi, of of being grateful for what he had, acknowledging that every good thing comes from God. And that even in the face of real challenge, in the face of real trial, knowing that his hope was secure, that the, his his foundations was secure, that the rock in which he had built his life on, which was Christ, the ro- solid rock, that, that was going to be unmoved, unchanging. Mm-hmm. And so that's where joy is so much stronger and resilient because mm-hmm. actually joy, you know, I see joy, I see joy outworked in people who face incredible challenge. And and so to be joyful doesn't necessarily mean you have to be the life and soul of the party or just, you know, um, always seem to be chipper and happy. The, the, some of the most joyful people I know are the people who have experienced incredible hardship and grief and loss and challenge and yet are still able to say my joy is in the lord or blessed be the name of the lord you see that in the story of job don't we where he loses everything and then that famous verse where he says the lord gives and the lord takes away blessed be the name of the lord and you think wow job understood something of what it meant to be joyful what it meant to be happy in the lord george muller saw something of that too and i've got wonderful friends who uh, have just experienced unimaginable pain and yet their faith is still in god and they have a joy a deep-seated joy because because they've experienced joy from god that god has Mm -hmm. put something in them that can never be taken away uh Mm -hmm. so you, you you almost take your cues off other people. I certainly do. Yeah. I'm so inspired by other people who live that out. Um, but I love I love what George Muller said because it's like it it puts that in our daily rhythm of mm. of starting the day and and thanking God for what He has given us and what He's done for us in Christ and in His provision for us. So um, there you have it. Um, that's the end of the episode, Lex. Oh my goodness. Goodness, goodness gracious me. What, what on earth are we all going to do now on a Wednesday evening? Who knows? Who knows how we'll fill our Wednesday evenings? Who knows? The sky is the limit. Um... Please send in your suggestions of new hobbies that we could take up. Um, well, Lex, it's been an absolute pleasure to be talking with you over these episodes. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think I, I'm just going to speak for all of us um us being the listeners that your wisdom has been so helpful i know for me like i'm just sitting here like oh my gosh this is brilliant i'm just gonna make a million notes but it genuinely no but it genuinely is super helpful like when we came into this the planning for this podcast i mean obviously way back when pre-season one but for season two also we were stirred to put together episodes that we felt were points of discussion right now and were points that we we personally or people that we knew were really struggling with um to a certain extent and it's definitely shaped itself in new ways with pandemic um and the way in which it's been recorded has been a real challenge and it's been fun and interesting but also i think the topics that we've been speaking about have taken on this new level of like i don't know intensity because with everything else being stripped away and with our kind of in inverted commas freedoms being taken away to a certain extent 
um, I don't know, it's just kind of put more of a light onto these things, either because people are like, oh, I really want to know what the Bible says about this. Or it's been this sort of experience of like, oh, my goodness, because I've now got nothing to hide behind. Like, I realize that my heart is really struggling with money or with sex or with whatever it may be. And so I've really appreciated one learning from you but two also having this space where we can kind of have these conversations that are happening in churches but maybe are less kind of out there and open and in the kind of debated areas um and I don't know sometimes they just feel a bit icky speaking about those kind of things so thanks for taking one for the team and <laughs> speaking about oh there you say it was great <laughs> couldn't couldn't think of anyone better to do it with and uh very grateful to all the listeners who listen and uh i have been messaging recently asking you know when when more episodes coming out it's so encouraging to hear stories of of what we say encouraging people it honestly makes my day when those things come in Um, so uh, do keep doing that keep reviewing the podcast because if you do that more people get to listen to it and we want to help people in their walk with god and in their discipleship and in their following jesus so uh yeah thanks so much for listening and hopefully we may well be back soon bye bye